wake up. Like, wake up. You want to see a more beautiful world? Look at your life. You're destroying yourself and the people around you. You're destroying the people that you love. This is not... You Here you are wanting to be this fam famous movie star when you're just hurting people around you and spiraling in despair, right? Welcome to the Revolutionary Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Neetha Bhushan, and every week I interview unique game changers from local heroes to business icons to innovative CEOs, all from different parts of the world, exposing a new frontier of leadership. Grounded in emotional intelligence, in our conversations we explore authentic and raw stories ranging from resilience, impact, and transformation as they bring in a new era of compassionate leadership, using what I like to call emotional grit into their own lives. If you're curious to know more, check us out at emotionalgrit.com. So, wow, we are just having an amazing like day today because we're having our green juice and our green matcha latte. As you do. As you green do. power. <laughs> no, green power. And I'm sitting with the amazing MJ Robertson, ooh, ooh. Um, who is the, you're like fearless, like badass. I mean, literally, uh, you wrote the guide, the fearless love guide and all fearless to love. life guide. Oh, fearless life guide. Yes. But it's, it's also love. It's also a love guide. Yes, I mean, it my, is. my thing is love. Like I have, I usually wear this thing on my wrist that says serve love. So like everything is about love for me, but Yes, it's it's love. fearlessness is really just love. love. It, it is. is. It really is. So tell everyone in the world who is scared about love and fear, <laughs> and, right. and embracing the fear in their life. How did how did you get started with all of this? How did it land you in like you've been in the UK for fifteen years, yeah. and I mean it seems like you have so many different like components to you, and we want to kind of unpack that for everyone today if we can. I do. Okay. I'll start from, I guess, where you could say the story sort of began. I, um, I was a very compassionate little girl. Mm. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Canada ah, in okay. a small industrial town called Chatham, Ontario. Mm. And uh, my parents divorced when I was about six. And I, yeah, like I said, I was always very compassionate. I was a kid who would, would kind of ask my mom and, and cry when I'd see homeless people in the street and wonder, like, why? why are these people, why don't they have anything on, you know? And I would cry when I'd see animal violence in movies. I would cry when I saw violent things on the news. And there was just this overwhelming sense of why. Why is there so much fear and pain in this world? And over the years, what happened in early childhood is that I learned to just suppress myself. And I think, I think for a long time I thought that I was wrong for feeling Mm -hmm. all that I felt. Of course. Um, so I denied it. Mm. And I put my masks on and, and I, I did my very best to just get on, you know, toughen up and, sure. and get on in the world. Of course. And I, I attempted suicide a few times. I had depression. Oh I had anorexia. Oh my <laughs> and all of these... So I emotional health was massive. like a big... Was a big part of huge my upbringing. My my mother suffered depression my whole life, and she's she's recovering now. She's mm. actually practicing her own fearless life really? guide. Yeah, for sure. And I'm watching her transform her life as well. Now, what are because I I, I just recently lost somebody close to um, to suicide, and so 
Um, what are some of the, the thoughts that like go into your mind? Because a lot of my executives, they, they have bipolar and they have played with those thoughts. Mm-hmm. But what are some of those thoughts that like really go into your mind when you actually think that, you know, the end of life is better than the life to live? Um, the pain. It's pain mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, I still, when I was endeavoring my transformation, I would still have these odd thoughts come through of, I'm tired and I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, I don't want to be here. It's too hard. It's too hard. It's too hard. I don't want to be here. I feel mm. invaluable or invaluable, right? I don't feel... It's too hard, invaluable. Yeah. Mm. That my presence isn't good enough and my presence can't make a difference or life doesn't bother, right? Mm. And, and I grew up with that. And yeah. I grew up with... Um, and when you grow up with that, that's all you kind it's of... Normal. It's normal, It's right? normal to think that. So your mindset isn't even equipped with the tools to even get you out of the cloud because the cloud is consistently there. I just think that's so fascinating every time I have these real conversations about the elephant in the room because we all face that. And so it's interesting what really goes on in the minutes that those negative emotions, you know, come up. I mean, I wrote a whole book on this, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's such a, it's so fascinating um, that you know, you can actually be consumed by it. And so you are. Mm. You are consumed. People who commit suicide are in it. Mm. There, there's no space there. Mm. And, and this is part of, I think, our, the, us as survivors mm-hmm. are here to shine light for people mm. and say we're all suffering. Mm. The whole human condition is in pain. Mm-hmm. And until we lift the lid, you know, emotional grit, that's a lot of what this book is about mm-hmm. as well, is mm-hmm. the fact that we have all this light and love and positivity. And actually, behind closed doors, I cry a lot. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've learned to hold space for myself. Mm. Right? So allow for that opportunity yes. to let it out yes. instead of suppressing it. And I choose it. to love it. I've, I've flipped it all around and I've chosen to love my sensitivity. Mm. I've chosen to love my pain, mm. my hatred, my mm-hmm. fear, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a big part of the process, I think, is that if, if we have a turning point and we decide that my life is going to be of value, I'm going to own it. Oh, own it, girl, right? 100%. <laughs> so what was that lid for you? When did you say, this is just not the cloud I want to be stuck in anymore? So a few different sort of shifts. Well, I, I mentioned the anorexia and bulimia and, I, and the suicidal areas in my life, and I went to see a psychiatrist when I was about 15 years old. And after one session, she prescribed me Prozac. Mm-hmm. And I went home, and, and again, this is where... Even with my mom being depressed, she was, she was an intuitive woman, a mm-hmm. sensitive woman, and something that she did teach me was to listen. Mm-hmm. And so when I went home, something inside of me said, I'm not going to take this drug. So mm-hmm. instead of taking the Prozac, I decided to study and research what is bulimia, what is anorexia, mm-hmm. what is depression, what, what is this mm-hmm. stuff, right? So you could say at 15, I, I decided to start learning, yeah. self-study, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big part of yoga and sure. it's a big part of mindfulness sure. meditation. I started to learn about myself. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to, um, so I had this big dream, I'm going to become a famous movie star and I'm going to save the world. 
That was the dream, just that. So we'd be stars saving the world. Exactly. You know. yeah, just think of babies, and then I can talk to people, and then and then I'll be valuable as well, right? Wow. So I was. Then you'll be valuable. Then I'll be Only a work. Then. Yeah. So there's still a lot of baggage there, but yes. I decided yes. to move to Vancouver, and I went to university, and I studied at UBC um, to major in women's studies, mm-hmm. and I now know that. When I, about two weeks into moving to Vancouver, I, I had a series of spontaneous spiritual awakenings mm-hmm. where a lot of the veils mm-hmm. were lifted. Mm-hmm. I suddenly sort of saw many different tiers and layers of the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew that part of my path was going to be to sort of awaken mm-hmm. or to be of service. Mm-hmm. And because I was, I was, even though I was having these beautiful awakenings, I was also breaking down. Mm-hmm. And when you say awakenings, was this through, um, was this through psychedelic means or was this through like yoga and meditation? Because um, I talk a lot about that, both okay. of those two. Okay, um, yeah, probably both because yeah. I was... I was at uni, right? So and those are so <laughs> under, but it's so underrated as a yeah. form of healing. Oh, yeah. And I know, I'm with you there yeah. as well. I yes. really want to lift a little that stuff as well. And yeah, just <laughs> yeah, that stuff can be of value if it, if we're using it well. And at the same time, it's just part of our experience, and I use right? With, yeah, with yeah, with executives because you don't, you're so rigid that you don't even see how locked yeah. you are. And we're then. programmed to deny it again, like correct? It's bad. And I think yeah. it was wrong. Yeah. And so it's bad. Yeah. So we don't even talk about it. Don't even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like that. Um, yeah, a bit of both. And a lot of it was just like feeling like an alien. So mm. being in my, I did this sort of academic foundation program in my first, well, I only did one year because I decided to leave. Um, mm. But I, again, after these awakenings, I remember we were talking about social issues. And I remember in my, in, so I had a class of about 150 students. And I remember saying, well, Clearly, there needs to be a paradigm shift in human um, perspective. And my whole class laughed at me. And that same night, of course, I felt like a complete idiot in the moment. And that same night, I went to the student union bar, Mm -hmm. and I sat down with the professors. Mm -hmm. And I can't even remember his name, but I remember talking to one of the professors, and I said, well, this is what happened in class today. And he just said, no, you're right. There needs this shift. This needs to happen. And I decided to finish my year. And I was, again, I was broken. I was breaking down. I was in pain. And I and I remember having dinner with a friend. And I, and you were talking about traveling. And my intuitive voice just like screamed from within me, go, go. Right. Yeah. And that was it. I bought a one-way ticket to England 15 years ago. On your way. Yeah, I got my I got my like traveling visa. Oh my and I knew. God. I thought, well, if I'm meant to come home, if I'm meant to go back to Canada, I will. You'll come back. I'll come back. Not but a big deal. I was again. I didn't. I didn't even know it at the time because I was in such like rah. But I was fearless, even as a as a 19, 20 year old kid. I was just like, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go find it. And so there was this weird, this kind of weird, innocent part of me that was like, I need to go find the new paradigm. Mm-hmm. I need to go find the people. And to be honest, like, when I went to Ape Fest in 2014, yeah. that was a little bit like, here we are. <laughs> this We're is there. it. This, this is, is it. utopia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is, these are my people. This is yeah. the new paradigm. Yeah. I've arrived, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then that kind of catapulted um, 
this book being written and just taking more leaps and I, it continues <laughs> yes. continuing to leap. But so as we're transitioning to talk about the elements of I love the cover of this book. Thank you. Oh my gosh, amazing. I hate it. Uh, you amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, what for someone who is starting her journey on becoming shamelessly fierce, what tips you know, what, if you were to, if you were to kind of summarize maybe the three biggest elements in the book, what would be some of the tips that you would give for somebody that's just beginning on that journey? Um, what's coming through is start to pay attention to your stressful patterns. Mm. And by stress, I mean anything that's kind of crappy. Yeah. Jealousy, fear, worries, judgments, anything that feels restricted and limited and scary, start to pay attention to those patterns because there's no doubt that it is a pattern. Pattern. It's it's a pattern. And like you, you said earlier about like the thoughts attached mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So once usually the physical is more um, obvious mm-hmm. and it's reactionary. Absolutely. Thoughts, right? So no you will even if we imagine, okay, so when I speak to this person I start to feel it. And then I da da da. And so you can sort of highlight maybe two or three of these patterns in your life mm-hmm. in, in a week, say, or mm-hmm. in a month. Mm-hmm. And then once you can imagine those patterns, as you approach your life, you're more mindful. So you can almost start to give yourself space to be like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. And then notice the thought. Once you can notice the thought, you can be like, here, I see you, thought. <laughs> <laughs> and we laugh about it, but that is diligent. It's so true. It's such hard work to do it's that. It's so true. To look at it from a different perspective. Like, you're almost like the observer in the room. For sure. And you're kind of like, okay, I see you. You're not going to put a hold on me. You're not going to own me no more. Yeah. Yes. And, it, it, yes. and it's the fact yes. that you have to do it over and over Oof. and over again. Mm-hmm. This, all this spiritual stuff can be a little bit fluffy mm-hmm. in, the, in the world of marketing, sure. of right? Of course, of course. And I think that's same like the emotional grit. It's like, it's not fluffy. No, it, it's the real shit. Oh my god, it's hardcore, <laughs> right? And that was a big part of when I started, when I really consciously endeavored my spiritual transformation. Mm. This is what kept coming through. I was like, why isn't anyone talking about how intense it is to sit mm. with all your pain and to sit with all your fear and to just be present with it? Until it clears, Because right? as a culture, especially in the UK, I mean, I was only here since Thursday. Stiff. People don't feel anything here. They <laughs> no. call it the stiff upper lip. I know. Uh, yes. I talk about it with my, with my exact oh, clients so as well. I'm so glad that you do because I'm like, wow, everyone's super dapper and, you know, prim and proper when you go I, to the 5 p.m. like happy hour and you're just kind of like, no. No, no. And I, I'll tell you, I, one of my first, and this is where I had a really good learning with regards to when you deny the intuition, you perpetuate a toxic pattern. Mm-hmm. So I was in a relationship, really good guy, but just not the one for me. And that's what I denied mm-hmm. and because out of fear of being loved. And mm-hmm. so I, being the emotional creature that I am, it was one of the first time that I met his his parents, and his mother was a politician, and I I was just having an emotional thing, and I was crying, and it was just before we were about to sit down for dinner, and she came in, and she just looked at me and said, no, we don't do that here. And, and I was just like, huh. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, right, so. Let so me just take my tears. Yeah, we don't do that. We don't, we don't feel do that, that here. here. And 
you know, and you see that you see that cracking down now with this oh, generation that's happening. Right? Like the other day with Prince Harry and him kind of coming out for the first time for pop culture, saying that you know what, I didn't start grieving for my mother until I was in my twenties. And, and look at the flag. Look at the media flag he gets yeah, for that, right? Yeah. And yet this is yeah. we need to do this. But then it's the biggest thing if then somebody commits suicide. You know, well, did you see all the signs or, you know, do we ignore them or when are we ever going to actually make it okay to talk about it? And yes, like you said, hold space. This is what we're doing though. And this is why I truly believe I've been guided and this is a women's movement. This is, and this is the empathy movement. It is. This is men and women coming together. We're not, and I'm really starting to see this Mm -hmm. in my own life. There is no gender bias anymore. Mm -hmm. We are the same. Men feel just as much mm-hmm. as we do, and uh, and we women, and they have more of a regard to even hold it tighter because they which don't is have why it. we need to lead the way right, because right, we need right. to hold space for them and say, go on, break down. Yes, I'll still love you. Yeah. Cry your little eyes out. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we need to we need to break down that paradigm of men the provider and women just the mm-hmm. the, the whatever. dainty whatever oh, yes. whatever that yes. is right because those roles are shifting Absolutely. and while the yes you know in relationship there are some of those dynamics but for the most part it's all it's just it's a flow it's an exchange of energy yes. and we women yes. are powerful and strong mm-hmm. and men can be delicate and soft oh they so right? yeah. and yes. it's but it's honoring our our own balancing and mm-hmm. of energies course, right as individuals that's what that's what it's all about oh that's what it's so all i mentioned about. patterns yes and then okay so you can start noticing the patterns and i, I talk about forgiveness i talk about all these other things mm-hmm. but the next big thing is self-love Mm-hmm. My so, favorite topic, ah, so juicy, so sexy. Right? Because this is what brings <laughs> up all the fear. Exactly. Yes, and yes. Like coming from like hardcore, depressive, oh, gosh. shame, guilt, icky place, hating myself for years, right? Yes, of course. I, I, so I denied self-love. Mm. Like that's bullshit. Yes. Like that's cliche. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all right for some. Right, right. It's great that you, you can practice self-love because your parents are super rich or, yes. you, or you're tall and skinny. So Right, right, right. Totally judging it. Oh, for sure. Because I I was so low, and I just, I felt so burdened, right? And when you feel in that low place, then we start to put other people down. We perpetuate pain, right? And we hurt other people, and that's, I think, what really shifted it for me, was that my, I, I recognized that me being in pain was hurting people, and being the compassionate soul that I am, I thought, girlfriend, wake up. Like, wake up. You want to see a more beautiful world? Look at your life. You're destroying yourself and the people around you. You're destroying the people that you love. This is not... You Here you are wanting to be this fam- famous movie star when you're just hurting people around you and spiraling in despair, right? Yes. Oh, I like that spiraling in despair. Yes, it is. It's like a spiral. You yeah. can either be on a downward spiral right. or an upward spiral. And self-love, so as weird and icky as it can feel when you're in the shade. Because it is! You're That's in the shade. You're like, I love myself. <laughs> you know, there are classes, whether you do like the, the boudoir or you do kind of like the affirmation classes where you go to Tony Robbins and you know, and I've been done all of them <laughs> on my journey. But I mean, yeah, you gotta pick and choose, but really 
Yeah, it's not, it doesn't feel right because yeah. it's not like the It's mean. counterintuitive almost. Right. Because we're so. Which is why it's so cliche. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's cocky or that's arrogant or, or whatever. Or that's selfish. You know, I hear that so much. And you're like, it's self first. It's <laughs> <laughs> now, doesn't it? As well. And again, it's the flip of the paradigm. It's really tricky mm. to navigate when you're in it, when you're totally. in the despair, when you're in the shame, right? It's like. But that's why I, I truly believe we are in a, in a global awakening and there's just more and more and more of us that are rising and getting ready to speak up more, louder, more fiercely. And th- I guess the long and short of it is that it does work. Mm-hmm. You just have to do it and you have to commit to it. Yes. The amount of times that I felt like I was broken again or I felt like this isn't working, why bother, just give up. And then I would see those thoughts and I'd be like, no. And I have it in here. It's called. It's a lesson called the mind battle. Ooh. There, there were serious moments in my own mind that I was just like, "You stand down, you mm. ugly, icky yes. thought. You are not here to judge me anymore." Yes. That's how fierce it is. Yes. That's how fearless we have to be within ourselves I to claim our love, that. right? I love that. That's such a powerful exercise. It is such a powerful exercise. MJ, where can people learn more about the Fearless Life Guide? Where? Where can they get it? Okay, it's on because Amazon. It's amazing. It's on Kindle and Amazon. Perfect. So we can actually get a, an e-read copy as yep. well. E-read Sweet. or get the gorgeous copy. Because it's so beautiful. You guys have to see this. Amazing. Oh. My, the website, alltolove.com. I love that. All to love. No, Like, that's like the birthing of your, the movement. Oh, just and like, I love your on. super simple, just... Yeah. Ah, it's yeah. so sweet. Love. It's all just been like intuitively guided. Like when I left Canada all these years ago, it really was just like this totally naive, innocent girl being like, I don't want to play that game anymore. I want to find a better way. And it's taken 15 years of toxic patterns of hurting myself and other people to finally just like claw my way out and be like, here it is, folks. If you want, <laughs> if you want to be free, if you want to pave the way, if you actually believe there is a better way for humanity. Because there is. Because they're up. We know it. Once we get on the other side of it, we absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, know. But you have to own your fearlessness. You have Mm. to claim your own self-love. And then you can shine light for people. Mm. Right? Yeah. (laughs) You guys, so beautiful. So... MJ, where can um, everybody find you or get connected with you? Is it Facebook, Twitter? Facebook's my main platform right okay. now. Got it. My personal Facebook page, MJ Robertson, okay. or the or, sorry, that's like you my, don't go by Molly. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. MJ, okay. MJ, MJ, I like MJ. Yeah, <laughs> Molly Jane, and then it's like MJ was like what my family and friends called oh, me, and I cool. and I on my email right, family then. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I like it. That's I kind like of it. like to me the new paradigm as well is that we we rise in love and we recognize that we're all brothers and sisters here. Mm. We really are. Yeah. You know, we're all human beings on one. There's just one planet, right? So we're <laughs> brothers and sisters. MJ, that's my kind of like, I guess you could say pen name. But yeah, um, so friend me or also Alta Love has a page. So Alta Love, I do share a lot of insights and content. Again, just intuitively on any given day, I'll be like, okay, I want to talk about this today. Right. And it's usually resonating with people on some level. 
And then I have a little online tribe as well. So people who are really like wanting to get stuck into the material yes. because it is written as a course. Because mm -hmm. I sat a course in miracles. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And that's a very wordy text, mm -hmm. which I just thought super wordy. Right. It's like, and yeah. it's not <laughs> that kind of language is not for everybody. Yeah. So this is like this is like the no bullshit real life. Yeah, guy. and like just like normal, Which like normal people. Yeah. Like, hey guys, this is this was how it was. Super for me. easy yeah. text. And fortunately, I am getting that feedback. People are like, wow, this is really clear. This is really easy to read. Super, this just yeah, makes sense. not verbose or anything. No, like none that. of that. Well, Which, how can you reach the masses yeah. if you're if there's if you're using language that's just too much, it's so right? True. It's so true. So get the book, guys. MJ, such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yay. <laughs> this has been really fun. Thank, Thank you so, so much fun. for having me. And I'm so excited for the project and all the new stuff that you're going to create. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, love, for sure. Thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Leadership Podcast, where you can learn from unique game changers on how to enhance your human potential and uncover the new era of leadership using the methodology of emotional grit. For a full series of podcasts and access to additional resources, please visit emotionalgrit.com. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please spread the love and give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it with your friends. We would so love your feedback.